When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey there, welcome into Roosters. It's the Letterman Lounge. It's Letterman Live. It's Monday. It's time for the game. It's rivalry week. We're going to talk about what happened with an absolute beatdown on Mm. Saturday. Ohio State trashing, thrashing, beating down Michigan State to show their scary potential. It was 49 to nothing at halftime. They finished 56 to 7. Ohio State could have named whatever score they wanted. We're going to talk about that and get ready for Saturday in the big house. That's Justin Zwick, Nicole Cox, Bobby Carpenter, and Jeremy Birmingham. I am Austin Ward, and I was right about the beatdown on Saturday. Bob, my score predictions are rolling again, aren't they? They really are. I mean, and you know, I was a little worried for a while because I thought you were drunk on life, and you're <laughs> predicting these 40 and 50 point wins each and every week. But you know what? The last Keep couple doing weeks, it is going to come true sooner or later. Sometimes yeah. I'm just actually drunk. Here's the well, and here's the problem. Like when you do that against teams that aren't ranked, and then it doesn't come true, and then you do it against teams that are ranked, and it does come true. Like I feel like we're working in reverse right now. So hopefully this week against the team up north, that'll be fantastic. But you know, I thought there was a chance for Ohio State. I think my score was uh, 49. You had, you had a blowout this 49-20. And I was like, okay, it could be 28-7 at halftime. I didn't anticipate the ability to score seven touchdowns at halftime. <laughs> yeah. Because, I did, honestly, I thought they would be able to at least put together, like they had won the 13 play, the second drive. I thought they'd be able to put at least a couple of those things together. Whether or not you're getting points is one thing, but at least choose some clock. Yeah. Like, that's the biggest issue. Like, the only way to score 49 points is to have seven possessions in the first half. Like, maybe you're letting the other team yeah. go score a lot. Yeah. Like, there was, like, three or four three and outs. They had the fumble. I mean, they really only had one drive of substance. And so, as much as we're going to sit here and talk about how great the offense was, which I think was tremendous, we've harped on this defense all year long, and we knew their defensive backfield wasn't good. We thought some of that would happen. But they do, coming in, I think he's maybe fourth now behind Matt Corral, depending on where you're looking. Kenneth Walker was third in the Heisman Trophy vote, like odds coming in, and it wasn't all that far away from uh, CJ and Young at the top. Yep. And now all of a sudden, like Chasm, he's six rushes, 25 yards. He kind of mm. taps out. You know, I'm not sure exactly what happens there. Maybe they're saving him, and I don't blame it. But you know, that was an offense that has been good. They moved the football in Michigan. I know that they were down and came back. But if we're thinking Michigan's defense is supposed to be all that good, and granted they had Jalen Naylor as well then, but I don't know if that would have mattered really much at all based upon what I saw. I think they've just been fired up the last couple of weeks because they you know, heard Nicole's score prediction for Purdue, and now they're <laughs> 24-12. I mean, Ooh, Nicole, this, is, this has been what you've talked about all along, this team that's just growing up, and now they're playing their best when it matters the most. They are, and I look at everyone. I remember Spencer made a comment back in – Oh, after like the second game, maybe the first away game. And he said that CJ Stroud had the potential to be a Justin Fields. And everybody, I think oh it was Berm, was like, 
Oh, wait a second. Whoa, now, yeah. now. Let's Whoa. jump on Berm early and, today. And, this and Berm, you know sure how much I love you. and when this show <laughs> turned into a, ta- like, we're attacking. We need to change the seating arrangement nah, because this, I like this one. is not working for me anymore. I never uh, once yes. said a negative word about CJ Stroud. No, it wasn't negative. All. Just Spencer. It, it was, was just, just Spencer. Spencer, slide on in. No, you get your credit for this. I never, I never rebutted him. And everybody was like commenting Find and the they tape. were just like looking, like <laughs> thinking it was ridiculous for Spencer to say that. And now look at CJ, you know, like mm. look at how Preach. he's really fallen into his own. He's more confident and it does. It takes experience to get there. So if you I mean, keep the talking guys about look Spencer, great. though, that hat's just going <laughs> to pop off of his head. There's no way that it can stay on. It's a big compliment, Spencer. <laughs> big. But it's also a big compliment for C.J. Stroud. Yes, yes, very much. The guys have worked very hard. You can see their confidence and just learning to work together and really get that rhythm. And now we're going to throw a wrench into it with the guys, you know, getting ready to graduate, some of the older guys that do. You know, and you were talking about how – is CJ this great because he has Garrett Wilson and Alave and all of them? And yes, I mean, that's, it, it's a team effort. It's a team effort. So, but they will bring somebody else in that will help make that position great too. So. I mean, show me a great quarterback who does have. Exactly. I absolutely hate that argument, which for some reason appears to be gaining traction that, that Bryce Young is doing it with less talent. Mm-hmm. Um, a, so dumb. If Alabama is that much less talented than Ohio State, why are you saying that they're the number two team in the country? Oh, don't these say conflicting these things. These can't both be true. The mental mm. gymnastics is pretty remarkable. I just because I've never heard this argument before. Like Joe Burrow wasn't throwing to three NFL wide receivers, three, yeah. NFL first, running back, first round pick <laughs> NFL receivers, and a second round running back. I have a little bit of a tip for you. If it's a historic offense, the yes. same way Alabama was last year and LSU mm-hmm. was two years ago, there's more than one good player on it. Yeah, oh yeah, um, it's that's a br- that's that's. I mean, little- Devonte Smith wouldn't have won the. You know, Mac Jones finished third. Was he? That's what they said about Mac going into the NFL last year. Well, he had so many weapons. Well, he's going to have a lot of weapons around him in the NFL too. NFL, (laughs) you know. I mean, everybody's good up there. Actually, has fewer weapons with well, (laughs) but he's still doing pretty good. You know, I mean, everybody wants to play that role. It's stupid to me. Um, You know, as a quarterback, you go as your team goes, and we talk about that all the time. And it went on Saturday, but I, I. to bring it back to the game. um, (laughs) Sorry about that. No, it's all good. I, I think it could have gone one of two ways, and I think we need to talk about the defense. Bobby brought it up. Because, you know, you're sitting at the game saying, all right, we're going to throw for a lot of yards. And I think I called for 1,000 last week, which my buddies on, on our text was like, well, you're, you're a quarter of the way there on through the, the first quarter. <laughs> uh, halftime, you're, you're halfway there, you it know. On pace so, for it. Yeah, so we were, we were tracking it. But <laughs> So you knew that was going to happen, but you just weren't sure what our defense was going to be able to do. They have a Heisman candidate, you know, running back. They have a great running game and a quarterback that can move the ball down the field. So – for them to show up the way they did, and you know they gave up the one thirteen play drive in this in the first quarter, but other than that, man, they they were outstanding, and that's what we need in late November in these big games. So that defense, huge congrats to them, and uh, you know as a QB, you love when you're getting the ball back, you're getting you're getting the chance to score seven times in the first half. Yeah, but the you know, that, that's a lot half of opportunity. Was a tie. Yeah. <laughs> Seven points. Here he seven is. Seven points in the second half. Yeah. Come on. And, and that's why he's so worried and, for and Saturday. We, and we got to be Ooh. worried for Saturday. Uh, I thought the coolest part about this past Saturday was in a game that senior day is always very emotional, and there are there are opportunities to come out and be a little bit sluggish because you have a lot of other things going on. You got a lot of other thoughts. Right. There's there's a delay in, in kickoff. There's a you know change of, of routines. 
and Ohio State didn't get bothered by that at all. Mm-hmm. And then when we talked about it just before we started the show, like the first play of the game was a false start. On well, C- well, on, on a kickoff. Uh, <coughs> and then a false start. Couldn't catch the ball because of the sun on a kickoff. It was that, really bright out. And then a, it was. It was. It was. It very was bright. super bright. Needed some of those November clouds. And then a false start. <laughs> and then your star running back nearly gets in a fight on the false start because the defensive lineman came in and intentionally antagonized him, trying to steal the ball from him. And Travion Henderson nearly threw a punch because the guy tried to take the ball from him. Mm-hmm. So I guess they're teaching ball security fairly well. And then whatever the cost, you know, because the thing is, all year long, Ryan Day has talked about we, we're killing ourselves, we're stopping ourselves. And then you see that first little glimpse of the game, and you're like, oh boy, this could be a long one. And then they just went into, you know, God mode, God mode, slingshot, engage. Mm-hmm. That was that was wild, and it leaves us a lot of players to potentially give some Buckeye leaves for from Roosters. Which this week it's mozzarella sticks. sticks. Mm, I assume. Most places will have them, but if they don't, I'm sure Nicole has a backup plan. Yep, there's a backup plan. Always um, backup. It could be cheese fries, and if they're out of fries, I'm not quite sure what it'll be, but we will <laughs> but, have but not a cheese wedges. We will have a two dollar appetizer for you. There's a wedge shortage, mm. so we'll well, I'm really confused that. as to why they don't just reallocate some of the potato mm-hmm. <laughs> to the wedge. It's unreal. We have, there's only so Amazing. many things Nicole can there's do. There's plenty of, of curlies, but mm-hmm. why don't we just take just some of the flatten cur- the curlies? <laughs> no, I mean, they have to cut the potatoes somewhere. Let's just... No, they really, don't come out that way. Grow them like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I re- thought they have were you grown. never seen curly, the curly potato curly potatoes? Tree? Yeah. Let's just reallocate. <laughs> Burn, what are you doing up Let's Michigan? just reallocate mm-hmm. the potato. You know, just reallocate. That's a great idea, but... Otherwise, I think you're just going to be we happy have to get potato. Mozz- Let's talk to the people about it. Mozzarella sticks. They are $2. We have great vendors, you guys. Okay, they're so working there. They are working so hard to get us everything we need. It's just it just is a domino effect. They're, they're you doing know? the best they can. They and you know who else is doing the best they can? Our commenters. Because last week they gave a lot of good insight about salsa. I heard that. So now I need to know, <laughs> commenters, <clears throat> what is your preference when it comes to a French fry? Is it a steak fry? A Ooh, shoestring, like to a curly fry, a wedge. Bobby Carpenter wants your thoughts. Well, what about just the potato? Because you know, Bobby's the only one up here that doesn't eat French fries. No, I'm saying Bobby because he doesn't know which one to choose. Well, then you also have the chip. You got the crispy. You got the loaded or the loaded potato skins as well. Absolutely, that's too much potato. The potato so versatile. You know who else is versatile? Austin Ward when he talks about Buckeye leaves. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's great. What a smooth segue. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Nicole, you're first. Wait, hold on. I want to get to this because <laughs> More fries. I think, yeah. I think, well, not even outside of the fries. You know, Ohio State's bowl eligible, correct? Ten wins. Uh-huh. Ooh, so that gets to ten. So what happens? And so yeah. I believe this is the final week. No, we have two. So I'm picking one today, and then I'm picking the well, last yeah, winner next week. One last week. Winner for what? One last week to enroll. The Roosters Bowl trip giveaway. Ooh, yeah. Two tickets. Tell them about it. Two tickets. Deluxe, gal- deluxe accommodations. Airfare, which looking <laughs> now, it could potentially mm. be... Dallas or Miami, both fantastic. Both are fantastic, regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, so you go to roosterswings.com and register the official wing mm-hmm. sponsor of Ohio State Athletics. How about wow. that? How would yeah. you decide how to take a second person? Like, who gets the nod? That's Ooh. a great question. I mean, you could have some sort of race, physical contest. Ooh, I mean, I like I've that. got uh, one. Feats of strength, of week course. Week nine yes. chose his brother. Ooh, week nice. 10 um, chose a friend who's actually going to be here and fly out with us and then fly back to Arizona. He's from Arizona. So. Nicole, I have a question for you. Yes. If you were a winner and you had to choose one of us to go with you. <laughs> I would pick out of a hat. 
It's only Very fair way simple. to do it. Very simple. All right. Yeah. I would have to, and I would have somebody else pick it so that you could. <laughs> mm, so, yeah. Yeah. See, she always has a plan. Yeah. You sprung that on her. She already had <laughs> she already oh, had yeah, an answer. Yeah. She's like the queen of contingency. <laughs> she she knows that you and I are going to be there anyway to ah, go do Letterman Live. And Bobby is probably I'm flying so on the plane with the team. <laughs> Pre-game speech or something. No, we're trying to make so it looks like it's me and you, Nicole. All right. <laughs> Jay-Z gets the trip. By default, baby. Yeah. All right. Bring those chips. <laughs> those are real conversations yeah. now. That, like You're sitting there playing. Okay, well, they play Dallas and Miami. Who's going to win? I mean. Mm-hmm. Are you going to choose to go to the game? It's December 31st. It's New Year's Eve. You've got that. You've got the potential Big Ten Championship, which we'll know about you know, Saturday probably. Do oh, you oh. have an idea of what date we will play on? No, it's the, the 31st. The 31st. It'll for sure be the 31st. Well, if they're in the playoff, it'll be New Year's Eve, yes. Okay. I like Not to know that, that. <laughs> that, Didn't that they get really rid of that. Didn't they get rid of the New Year's Eve? Not yet. They're trending. Only if it's Ohio State can they put it on there because that's the only way people will still watch. That's right. So then you think, so when will we have a definite answer on that? After the Big Ten Championship. Yes. Okay. Two weeks. It's coming. We can Okay. It's almost certainly going to be Dallas, but they do have to beat Michigan on Saturday. We're going to get to uh, that. Has to beat, Georgia has to beat Bama. I mean, who knows what could really happen. Crazy things can happen. Berm already predicted Miami and told you to book it last week, but that That's was right. bad advice. Yeah. Um, Buckeye leaves. We don't mm-hmm. know if that was bad advice or not. It definitely was. <laughs> Nicole, so, uh, I have a guess of who you're going to pick. Okay. So I was wondering if I could do a Buckeye leaf and a Heart leaf. You of can course do you can. Okay. You can. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> okay. Of course you can. So Buckeye Leaf is going to go to my fave, Chris Olave. Um, <laughs> well, that was be the and I thought that was the heart. Yeah, I know. No, I thought no, that's no, why no. she put that in there. No, he's, he gets he's both. very well deserving of it, obviously. I mean, he had 140 receiving yards. He broke the record, the touchdown record, 35 touchdowns. He he just had a phenomenal game. And for senior day, that was just, it was awesome. So Except for that false start. And hey, he made, he made up. We don't it. need to talk about it. Don't need to. Don't need to talk wow. about it. My um, heart leaf is going to go to Master Teague because Ooh. my very first show that I did with you guys, I chose Master Teague, and um, I the crowd when he scored that touchdown, the crowd went crazy, and you could tell they were cheering for him. They were cheering for him because it's you know it was Senior Day, and he's had a little bit of a rough <laughs> year, and so I just. I just that moment he really deserved it, and so I wanted him to have that heart leaf. <laughs> that's real. That's really a knife in the back for Burr because he was going to try and make you. Cry I, know, I was going to go. I was going to go hey, Rinaldi-ish, but you said you weren't. You I, but I'm not picking Master. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so I had to do I two this week. I love the heart leaf. <laughs> I'm just going with a Buckeye leaf, <laughs> and uh, I'll give him a heart leaf too. He's playing really, really well. Uh, at, after the Purdue game, I, I thought he was in total command, C.J. Stroud. Um, and then coming into this week, it it got better somehow, some way. Uh, the kid is just on top of things right now. You know, he, he talked about a little bit of, you know, we saw what we thought we were going to see. And, man, if you give a quarterback who's on this kind of, uh, you know, terror, yeah, the same things that he's expecting to see when he's out there, forget about it. And, I mean, that's impressive. More, more touchdowns than incompletions. I mean, that is Justin Fields-ish. Yeah. You know, from last year where he, he was, uh, you know, one or two incompletions a game. So, CJ's got it going at the right time of the year. Uh, all that beginning of the season stuff has kind of gone away. I've been seeing some of the uh, those uh, forms online. You can apologize to CJ for wanting him benched in, in the early part of the year. If you want to fill those out Ooh, and send them in. Dig up the mean tweets. Oh, yeah. Maybe no we should do that. There mean are tweets. Yeah, there are a few. There's probably you know a few. So, good good on him. And, you know, hope he caps it off next or this Saturday. Um, and know, I get, love looking back at those things because I think that just shows, like, it just makes him look that much better. 
So it, it really does. It's, it's got to feel pretty good. Yeah. Oh, it's, it is. And that's great. I loved it. Rothman used to always dig up the mean tweets. It was so great. <laughs> Bobby, it felt like you had a few, like, no. just not super positive Listen. comments back then. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great point, Nicole. I never called for him not to play. I never said any of those things. I said he needs to play better. And he is playing better oh, now. Much better. He, he, I asked. He listened. That's I mean, that's the reality. Mm-hmm. He that's does why watch. he's giving the pregame speech on the plane. You, exactly. you said the standard. The, I mean, the standard. He has to meet yes, the standard. meet the standard. Exceed the standard. And he is, exceed, he is meeting and setting new standards now, yeah. which is. has been fantastic. Yes. Like. If Justin doesn't ask about getting the chips back every week, they're never going to get back. <laughs> that is true. It doesn't mean that he doesn't I've talked like to the head boss about it and I can't get him back. That just yeah. means he wants to eat some chips. He wants to see them out there. There's nothing wrong with that. We're working on it, that. guys. We're working on it. And so another guy, I think and we could go back, um, and probably there's, there's a couple of them because kind of the whole position group was under assault early on in the season. And listen, they didn't play well um, against Oregon. They struggled a little bit against Minnesota. Um, but you know, started playing better, tightening up the rotation. I think ask him to do a little bit different things. Secondary played better behind him, you know, with the linebacker yeah. group. And if I had to sit there and watch, you know, and people sit here and tweet stuff at me, these pictures of where guys they think they're supposed to be going and what they think they're supposed to be doing. <laughs> and for Tommy Eichenberg to lead the team in tackles when everyone's like, he played 80 snaps and didn't have a tackle in this game, like. All right. I mean, they threw the ball, whatever. They did yeah. this. They did, like, there's times where, like. He's chasing from the middle of the field to chase yeah, to the like, sidelines. There, there's situations yeah. where you don't necessarily play. You may not have had your best game, but you didn't play bad. It's just there weren't yeah. any plays for you to make. And so to watch him lead the team in tackles, you've got him. You know, Steel Chambers is playing well. You know, Cody Simon, you know, he's got been a little nicked up. You know, hopefully he'll get back in there. But that whole position group in general, but in particular, like, I don't know why people were just all over talking. Like, the guy hasn't played at all. Can we just wait? Like, if he plays, like, six or eight games go by, you're like, man, he hasn't gotten any better. Okay. Well, then we can say he probably shouldn't be in there. We'll have to find someone else. Now Washington is playing him because he believes he's one of the better options. And to watch those guys go out there against the running back, and believe me, you know, he went out, he was injured, and everything like that, and the game got away from him a little bit. But there wasn't a whole lot to be had early on. It wasn't like he had, you know, five rushes for, you know, 36 yards and then got hurt and they pulled him out. I mean, yeah. there wasn't much there. And so those guys played really well, and in particular Tommy Eichenberg. I'm just happy for him. So he gets my he gets my Buckeye leaf slapped on the back of the helmet. There we go, Tommy Eichenberg. I've got two. Oh, no, oh, really? Oh, here we go. One, and one is a heart One's a heart mm. <laughs> It is not for Master Teague. It is – I have been at times accused of being a touch critical of the Ohio State home crowd. Hmm. Believe it or not. That's actually true. Uh, mostly accused by Austin yeah, J. Ward. That's correct. Uh, however, on Saturday, not only were they very loud in the first half when it mattered, but the way that the crowd was cheering for Master Teague, yeah. a kid who is, you know, fourth on the depth chart most of the year, and, uh, you know, I just think it's really cool that they were imploring for Ryan Day to keep giving him the ball. Like, mm-hmm. not just after he scored, but before he got the ball to run it into to the end zone for the final touchdown. I just thought that was really cool. It's not something we've generally seen at Ohio Stadium. It's not like a normal thing that they do. Uh, <laughs> yeah, especially in a game yeah, like that, the students are usually that. gone. People <laughs> were like, say, yeah. or like uh, talking to Spencer about it, like comparing it to Rudy. I'm like, that's not the same thing. But they were <laughs> chanting for Teague yeah. to get the touch. Like That doesn't usually happen because yeah. there's not a lot of opportunities yeah. for that at Ohio State. So good on the crowd for that, especially final home game of the year and secondary part of that heart leaf <laughs> is that nobody stormed the field after the game and I'm really happy that no one stormed the field after the game because there was no reason to in a 56 to 7 win even if it's the last home game of the year so yeah. thanks thanks for saving me some time after the game uh on the field uh it's going to go to Haskell Garrett um 
and it, because you guys know that the skull session is not supposed to be like a public thing, right? You know that. I mean, it's not supposed to be like broadcast. What you yeah. guys, what you guys say in there, isn't really supposed to turn into fodder. Didn't um, Ohio State's Twitter send something out? Well, there were there were media somebody else members disseminating it. Once it gets out, well, once fair. it gets out, you then need to sort of own it uh, as the university. And Haskell Garrett in the skull session made a bold proclamation. He did heading into that game and. He said that they were going to whoop Michigan State's, you know, rear end, Bob. Mm -hmm, or the, mm -hmm. uh, it's senior day. Senior day. And then he goes out, and the first play of the game defensively just knifes into the backfield, makes a huge stop. And, like, I just think it set the tone for the entire day. And then after the game, when asked about it, he said, I meant what I said. I own it. And yes. I just think to Put it on there. I'm so glad he didn't, I'm so glad he didn't, like, back off of it and be like, oh, I was an emotional moment. I didn't. I'm glad he said, hey, I, I meant what I said, and then they did it. And so Haskell Garrett, for his entire career, has been sort of that spark plug, and I thought it was really cool that he was able to make that happen. I wish you had just given your one leaf so that I could have talked about Haskell Garrett. Do you want to talk about Haskell Garrett? No. Cool. I can't do any better than you did, Burr. damn right. So <laughs> there's no sense of even trying. Uh, the other guys who got those last send-offs there, Munford, uh, what a special day it was yeah. for him. Mm -hmm. Um Got to put on that. Oh, I was worried about how long it would take the zero. Oh, they to had come it off. set up. <laughs> Kevin was over there. I was down on the side. I'm like, where does? I'm like, why didn't they put? I'm like, oh, because they have it already dressed up, ready <laughs> yeah. to slide. Those jerseys and pads are tight. They're folks. very like, hard to get yeah. off. If you've ever seen, like, it's not something like, oh, it's like a basketball jersey. Yeah. Just take it off. It's you got, like you got guys literally pulling guy. at the end of the game. <laughs> I was kind of like, like, did they get a waiver so that he could wear it for one game? Like, that's <laughs> that'd be cool if that happened. But uh, he got that off. He got to, you know go meet with his family beforehand, had a good game. I thought one of the – you knew that it was going the way they wanted, and I wrote about this on Saturday, like how much more fun Ohio State is having, and I know that that's hard to quantify, but if you draw an offsides penalty and your left guard starts jumping around in a circle mm -hmm. and then throws that first down out there, you know you're having fun when you celebrate that. And I just have noticed that increasingly over the last few weeks that, you know, this team was really tight in September, and things weren't right, and it looked like it was not fun to be at work and painful to yeah, get through. Everybody's it. saying that you suck all the time. Yeah, yeah. and, and <laughs> that's I, not fun. Well, but even you lose a game, seventy-five thousand people show up for the next one. Even within it, when you know that you're not meeting the standard, and your coaching staff is getting shuffled around the defensive side, like it, September was hard for them. And Nicole has talked about the maturation Because November is for contenders. Well, they got ready for it, and they are embracing the moment of November. And you saw that with Chris Olave's celebrations out there. Thayer Munford out there. Cameron Brown, who ran over to me after the game and still talking about needing to get on the jugs. That's two in two weeks that uh, he's let slip away. And maybe he's just saving it up for one yeah. that truly matters on Saturday. And at least that's what I told him to make him feel better about it when he was uh, beating himself up. <laughs> It was hard to find a lot of things for them to to really stress about in that game, and I think that you can really spread it around to that entire senior yeah. class for the way that they've helped yeah. oh. lead things back. So that's a, that's a bit of a schlegs. It is, but especially some of those in, like guys who are like there who've battled injuries. Mm -hmm. Cam Brown, you know, a torn Achilles. I mean, he looked so promising early on, and you battle through that and to come back and to see. Then like, you pick up a knee injury, then you get oh, a concussion. Yeah. Like, There's yeah. always something that those guys have to deal with, and so it's awesome. I, I always like going down there on senior day to get a chance, because you get to know those guys, and you find out most of them are like really genuinely good people. Ohio State, as I said early on, they recruit probably too good of human beings. <laughs> we need just a couple dudes or little... Wild cards. Little couple wild, couple wild cards, cards in there. I mean, we had a couple. Maybe they got them out, and maybe there's still a few more. 
But like, just even you know, Demario down there, and to know all the stuff, you know, he's been here forever. Mm-hmm. I like to see those guys' parents. I'd like to look at Master Tiggs. You got a great son. Like, mm-hmm. he could very easily have just gone in the tank, and I don't care, and slip yeah. in the portal, and all this stuff. Like, I'm not. I should be getting this. Look at what I did already. I mean, he's third team All Big Ten as a freshman. <laughs> you have to remember that. Like, as a backup, yeah. as a backup, <laughs> getting yards in the second half. Yeah. And then now it's like, okay, so things happen. Cam Brown, his parents. You know, there's. Uh, they are month for all those guys. Like, man, they're, they're really good humans. They've worked their butt off to get to this point. And, like, this is kind of the fruits of your labor this week, next week. And, like, go get it now. Go get it. It's all here. You've yep. been through all the hell. Get to this point now and enjoy it. And it looked like they were finally having fun. Sounds to me like you guys had heart leaves, too. <laughs> well, we've all got some tickers in here, yeah. Burn. That's part of your Letterman got, Live. At your Reasons. hearts grew three sizes today. <laughs> you've, you've really taught us things. Yeah. And I appreciate it. Uh, and as Bobby said, you have to pay off all that hard work on Saturday because yes. the rest of it can slip away. We're going to talk a lot about that in the second half of the show. But Nicole, she's been working on some numbers over there. I have. I've changed it a few times. Spencer said. There really are. There's like there are six there's and three, a half. three or so. It guys. opened. And then it went up to eight. <sighs> oh, is it up to eight? It's people <clears throat> are not backing Michigan quite the way you might think. Hmm. You guys, I've lost my touch this year with the pick. Okay. Like, I, there's just. It's time to get just, it back. It's November, not even fun to do it because I just keep. So I, I don't know. I'm going to go 37-25. I'm not happy about it because I feel like that's a safer option. Okay. I wanted to pick 32-18, but mm. then I just, I just, <laughs> I'm into creative there. These numbers are awesome. I love the creativity yes. with the number combinations. Yeah. Yes. She just doesn't want to go for any generic scores, and I appreciate that about it. So I'm going to stick, I'm going to just stick with 37-25. 37-25. Mm-hmm. That's an Ohio State victory, am I? Obviously. Okay, yeah. Obviously. Obviously. All right. I agree with Berm. I, it's... It's a nerve-wracking week. I Have you know. always been nervous for this one or just, just now? Just, just because he said nervous. something about it. Just nervous in general. Or did he talk yeah, you into it? I did he, did he talk you into in the nervous? No, but it, it it's just it's weird. It's the rivalry. It just brings so much more to, to the game itself, and it's a matter of how the guys will handle it. I have confidence in the guys. After watching them the past two games, I feel like they are very confident going out onto the field no matter what the crowd is like mm-hmm. and what pressure is on them. So I think that's good. But I just feel like you just never know what's going to happen here, even though I do think we're going to win. So. <laughs> that's the part that gets me. Mm-hmm. And I have this conversation with Berm all the time. Like, you never know what's going to happen. We do know what's going to happen in the last 20 years. Like, there's not a yeah. rivalry between a here hammer and a nail. I was nope. at the game, though, in 2016, was it? In yeah. the double overtime. Oh, I mean, that was fun. And it was so how did you even stay intense. in the stadium? I was standing next to your brother in the stadium. Right? Yeah, it was just, it was intense. Passed out. It was intense. <laughs> from the, from the Too suspense. many <laughs> those, No. I'm sure those were I was actually, com- I was working. I was working. So I was completely sober. It was just intense, that game. Yeah. yeah. It certainly was. We'll talk about that and some more when we get back. We're going to let Nicole go about her day. We appreciate her insight and her Buckeye leaves. And for having us into the Letterman Lounge. Mm-hmm. Thanks for Getting having me, Getting ready. The Bull Trip giveaway. You've got one more chance this week, and there's going to be an Appetizer mm-hmm. Tuesday. Just go to your local fun <laughs> casual joint $2. and find out what it is. They'll let yeah. you know. They're very helpful. <laughs> uh, and then we're going to take a break right now. We're going to have uh, a lot more coming on Letterman Live, brought to you by Roosters. It's a fun casual joint. And now with some early bowl predictions, Bobby Carpenter. 
Well, Austin, what I'm seeing here is 12 lucky Roosters guests are getting the opportunity to travel to this year's Buckeye Bowl game. Each trip comes complete with two tickets, airfare, and hotel. One prize winner will be chosen each week. Guests need to register weekly at RoostersWings.com. Uh, that's great, Bobby. What I was asking was your prediction for the Buckeyes this bowl season. I have no idea. I'm going to Roosters right now to register. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Precision engineering. Rigorous attention to detail. A Bryant Evolution heating system is so well designed, it's as much of a joy to install as it is to use. Good to go. For the dealer nearest you, visit Bryant.com. Welcome back in to Letterman Live, brought to you by Roosters, getting set for the game Saturday noon in the big house. Uh, you guys have experienced this week, everything that goes into it, and then obviously know uh, all the time for war and stuff that goes on now over there to ramp it up. But, you know, Tress set that, uh, changed the course of this rivalry when you guys were around and helped swing the tide and make the last two decades dominant for Ohio mm-hmm. State. I know. Berm doesn't give that much credence compared to the 90s, but it seems pretty significant what you guys have helped done, helped do to reshape this rivalry, and, and this week is obviously going to be uh, an emotional one for them. How old are you, Berm? 43. <clears throat> do you have so, the speech Tress gave at the basketball game above your bed? I don't. No? Yeah, it was on his phone, actually. No, is it the background on his phone? No, it, no my, it's a video. He just watches <laughs> it all the time. It was, it's just on repeat. It was one of my brother's uh, email signatures for, like, for 10 years. Well, people are like, why? We've won like 20 <laughs> yeah, games exactly. in a row. What is this? Well, yeah, we're still proud of them. Um, but that's, I, I'm just curious, you're, you're 43, so the majority of your viewing life. No, it's been split. I mean, it's been <clears throat> pretty split. I, I've been watching Ohio State since I was four years old. Okay. So. Can you recall those four games? Yeah. That's How old are you? 43. 43. Really? So still, four years old, that's only 39 years. So they've really been dominating for the last 20. It's been pretty, at what it's point, been pretty split. At what point? Like, how many more years of dominance do you need to see before you'll then feel comfortable? I think I need to, like, forget the 2003 game when you guys went to Ann Arbor and lost. I, I did. I would one. like to forget that game. Um, but no, Mark no, D'Antonio made us watch it, like, it, 17 times. It's not a situation where, I, like, I'm objectively aware Ohio State is the better team and should win this game. But they were objectively the better team over and over and over in the 1990s when, oh, they, yeah. when they were the best teams in the country. Those are the best Ohio State teams. Some of, we talked about it last week. Yeah. Those are three or four of the best Ohio State teams in the history of Ohio State football that couldn't do what needed to be done. 
obviously there's a different side of things now mentally. You guys, you know, helped make that change, but for the people who watched those games in the nineties, oh, yeah. I'm telling yeah, you, did, I'm did, not alone. I mean, there's a. I guarantee you, there's a lot of people who feel the same way that it's just it doesn't matter. You know, there's the old adage, "Oh, throw out the scores, throw out the records," and and, and you can't do that obviously because those things are important, but. I don't know. Gary Bardis said it's not always important. Well, yeah, Gary Bardis. Beyond watching the game. <laughs> games aside. You know, I, I think that it's just a situation where I I like to feel nervous about it. Even And I said, I mean, I, even in 2009, Michigan was 3-8 was and eight heading into that game with the one the, their worst team ever. And, I was, still, and I was still nervous. I was still nervous. Come on. Not about that. I was still that. nervous. That's the thing. Were you nervous last week against Michigan State? Because they've actually beat us more – and so, impact, impact, okay, impactful so, games now, in the last 20 years. Let's be clear here. I am a, an objective professional at my job, all right? I do not make any uh, claims to not be an Ohio State fan. I grew up. But you live in Michigan. I do live now one mile into Michigan. Mm. That's true. I mean, um, there's been one game this like year. saying you're kind of racist. There's I been mean, one game of- one game this year where I wasn't nervous <laughs> on the morning of the game. What game was it? Oregon. That's terrible. So that's why. Okay. Well, so you be just, nervous. Yeah, right, be yeah, nervous. Yeah. Every other game, it's gonna there, be close there, there comes a point in the morning leading up to a game where I find in my mind something that can go wrong to cost. The Some last mornings game. it takes longer than others. You know. So it's just the Oregon game was the one time this year I felt like there was no doubt in my mind. We've got a spotter in the, in the house today. Got it. We've Travis has given us a note for the show here. I love it. Nineteen eighty-one. Berm was four years old. Okay. Since that point. I was born in 1978, October 1st, 1978. No, but so since you were four I, I years was, old. I, that, okay, I was not four in 1981 is my point. Three then. Okay. The note <clears> is. Since you were three. 23, 15, and one in favor of the Buckeyes. Sure. But, um, I mean, obviously the last. The last 20 two, years tell a very years, different The last two years have skewed that. The last 20 years have skewed that quite a bit. So, but in my formative <laughs> years. <laughs> the years that actually matter to like what from, your psychology is. From like 3 to 12? From 3 to 24 was a disaster. I, I was there, Berm. I, I watched those games too, and there was one year, and I wasn't even the biggest Ohio State fan, and I forget what it was. It may have been the 94 year. Um, 90, I think I definitely was locked in. 94, I was a little bit younger, and you know, like, do you want to watch the game? Like, why? Michigan wins all the time anyway. Like, <laughs> and that's kind of where it was. And then they won, ironically, in 94. And then I watched 95, 96, The year after the greatest victory in Ohio State history, the 13-13 exactly. the, the, the time. Well, let's say it's my guy, Gordon. You know, he's calling it as he sees it. I guess I, <laughs> I, I understand why you're that way. And believe me, I, there's a certain level that I am, too, where I don't ever want to, real, I guess, Well, you eliminate. don't want to take it for granted if yes. you're Ohio State. Yes. I can think that it is a rivalry. It is. They do want to beat us. They do, and I think now they've kind of leaned into it a little bit more mm-hmm. this year because they tried like pretending like it wasn't important. So they've manufactured it to work. be important. So, yes, and that, know, that, that didn't how. work. So you got to go back to the other side of it. And so I'm, I guess I'm curious as to how that'll affect it this year, mm-hmm. if it'll be any different. I think there's definitely a talent disparity, and that's something where it's been that case in the past. I don't know if it's been this significant. Yeah. That it has the last couple of years not playing last year, I think that's going to amplify that a little bit for some of these Ohio State players of maybe the feeling that uh, you know they kind of ducked out on that one and we had a really great team, we wanted to play, wanted to win, get our you know fourth, fifth, whatever pair of gold pants. Mm-hmm. Um, but just understanding, like you said, that knowing that it could happen. But I, I look at this. I mean, it's a little bit like Michigan State. You can kind of draw two schools of thought. If if these things happen, Michigan can run the ball. Mm-hmm. They can get pressure. They do. Aiden Hutchinson. 
and Ojabo. Ojabo. Yeah, they're they're good rushers. What's interesting is that they line up on the same side of the field so much that it does overload that side. And yeah. obviously Ohio State, and this is where I, I don't mean to overtake the segment, but there's two no, things two things heading into Verbology. this game. Two things heading into this game that I actually think bode very well for Ohio State is that a that they played at Nebraska, and where that that crowd at Nebraska was great. Yeah, great crowd. Ohio State this year, you know, played at Minnesota, played at Rutgers. I'm glad that that Nebraska game wasn't Illinois. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think it was important for CJ Stroud to get that sort of environment on get the road. Get a strip sack with a minute and a half left. Right. <laughs> to get that to get to get a chance to play in that environment on the road and, and figure out exactly how to handle that. Uh, beyond that, I think that Ohio State had a, a little bit of a blueprint for Aiden Hutchinson with what happened with George Karloftis. I think that they sort of have an idea of how they can avoid that. Uh, avoid letting him be sort of the disruptor that he has. I mean, the guy's played great. He's played an incredible year. So I don't think Ohio State is going to be, like, running away from him. I think that the plan is to go at him a little bit. So. And I think that, you know, to Jim Harbaugh's credit perhaps or Michigan's credit, this team, that talent gap that you referenced, Bobby, I, I'm like, so far what I've seen this year, I think they've act, they actually have improved dramatically over the last couple of years. Like, you can see signs of improvement for them. And I didn't know that they would because it certainly seemed like that program, that coaching staff had gotten stale, and it was the point of no return. But it, there you is – they, they turn the coaching staff over every two <laughs> well, years. Well, you didn't know if Harbaugh was going to be there coming into this year, right? I mean, I, I mean it starts at the top. You know, mm-hmm. the one that sets the culture and sets the tone. I, I, I thought that that had been tuned out. There was no reason to keep him. Um when it's we cheaper, thought that because – Well, it is, well, it is o- that. Only if you're willing to well, beg put up to with stay. It. But, but I, I, think, I don't even know if the talent gap was that big. I think it was coaching, which is why I think they were talking about. I mean, Donovan People Jones yep. is in the NFL doing good things. I mean, they have talent. They have guys that have went on to play in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I think it's just more of the coaching, which is why I think we were talking about Harbaugh maybe not coming back or having a bunch of turnover on his staff. Yeah. Harbaugh, in a way, reminds me of what this may be slightly unpopular, but Urban Meyer, towards the end of his time at Ohio State. His philosophies had become a little bit stale when it comes to offense. I mean, in Urban Meyer's light years ahead of Jim Harbaugh offensively. And Urban had to kind of give up the offense to Ryan Day to let Ryan. No, no, no. Urban didn't give it up. Urban got suspended, then Ryan just started calling <laughs> yes. plays. Oh, I'm going to be the head coach. I'm calling what I want. Yeah, but then, <laughs> they, but then they Watch, yeah, and Watch this. Yeah, and it works really well. And I, I think Jim Harbaugh in the last couple of years has had this mentality where it's like when things get tight, it's going to be his offense, and yeah. he's going to run it his way. Mm-hmm. And he has allowed Josh Gaddis to do a little bit more this year and get a little bit more creative. Speed and space. Doing more speed and space. Uh, And I think that what's interesting to me is if Saturday comes into a tight situation – how much does Harbaugh? How many tight ends? Yeah. Does because we saw it. We saw it against Michigan State. The game got tight, and Harbaugh's offense took over again. And that's when I think that they get in real trouble. So that's what I'm. I'm always interested to watch. I I just think that if the talent gap was here, and I think that it was real, Jim Harbaugh could know. He could maybe it was here now. Like they're they're improved. Yeah, fair, yeah. But I I'll ask you guys because I, taking aside the emotional part out of it for Berm, when you look at this Michigan team on paper and what they've done this year and you factor in the Michigan State loss and what they showed there you know i th- i think Michigan is a fine team fine team they're going to be the fifth ranked team in college football yeah but i think a lot of that is because of their name i you know i just you look at what the committee has done what uh, what other well, they're nine signature one. accomplishment has michigan had this year 10 and 1 10 and 1 sorry i, I mean i'm not knock- i know how difficult it is and to play in the big 10 i just like what 
They beat what Washington. Did you, they beat Washington. What game did you watch and you thought, wow, this is a well, really good Michigan? I don't think I you thought, watch any of their games and think, wow, but <laughs> I mean, I watched the Michigan State game. I thought they were better than Michigan State for most of that game. Yeah. You know, they were up, what, 17 points? Played a little bit different. Michigan they, Michigan State got a, a fumble when they put the, the freshman in to hand the ball yeah. off. They don't, you know, I mean, Michigan State took advantage of some of the bad things Michigan did, but for most of that game, I thought Michigan was the better team. So that's why when they ranked them ahead of it, everybody's like, oh, head to head. I'm like, well, I've watched the game. I felt the same way, you know, right. in, in, in an instance. Um, you know, I, I want, the two of the things that I think have really helped them this year, I mean, game-wise, I, I didn't necessarily think that they would be able to throw the football mm-hmm. well. And at the beginning of the year, I mean, they would pass it like 11 times, like 14 times. I mean, ridiculous numbers. <laughs> Bring them along slow. The point, like, very <laughs> slow, at a snail's pace. Yes. And they were like, oh, well, they can rush it for 300 yards. I'm like, yeah, you can do that now. Yeah. But you're going to have to start to play teams where they're going to slow your rush down, and you're going to have to score. And then you saw that, you know, Andrew Anthony explodes onto the scene. Now he's kind of backed off since then. And so I think that was important. Even at some losses, they developed a passing game. And then I do think, like, Penn State, Kate McNamara, he threw for three touchdown passes in that, and he had the game winner. Granted, it's just a drag, and they blew the coverage, and, you know, all turns and takes it down the sideline. But I, I've been impressed with Cade McNamara's development and growth. I think the running game, you know, it kind of is what it is, and it's mm-hmm. been there all year, and they've been good. But I think Cade McNamara has got to the point where I don't know if he can do that against Ohio State, but I think he can go. You can ask him to go win you a game. No, I, yeah. I don't want to live doing that, but no, I think you sure. could have him. And do his that receivers, a bit. some of the Michigan Maryland game this past week, his receivers made some nice yes. catches, I and mean, he's putting the ball where only they can get it, and they're going out and make good plays for him. That's the type of game they're going to have to have on Saturday, where they're just perfect. Athletically, they have a much better unit than Michigan State. I mean, the wide receivers are more, much more athletic. You mentioned uh, Andrew Anthony, the freshman, but Roman Wilson, the other... Yeah. Uh, they, mm-hmm. they got guys that Losing can... Losing Ronnie Bell to start the season. Losing Ronnie Bell hurt a lot, yeah. and that changed probably some of the philosophy early in the season to let some of these other guys come along. But I think the one area where, like as a Buckeyes fan, you talk about linebackers, how much better they've gotten for Ohio State. They're going to be tested because Michigan yeah. loves to throw their tight end, and what they did this last weekend was really, really dial up stuff for their running backs in the passing game. And you saw Donovan Edwards, a true freshman, had 10 mm-hmm. catches. I mean, 10 catches for him. you think Blake Corum's going to be back? He, he played Saturday. He played Saturday, yeah. But, I mean, not, not a lot. I mean, do you think no. – at what, uh, what level do you think – But I don't be- think that matters. Okay. I, I don't think the way that they run the ball is going to be – the pro- I mean, uh, Ohio State doesn't – you don't run a ball against Ohio State very often and, and win. So you're going to need to find ways to get those guys the ball other way. Blake Corum on – you know, Michigan – gosh, if you look back in history – how many Michigan-Ohio State games started with, like, a, a screen pass that went 80 yards for a touchdown? I mean... Oh, yeah. That was a game that I was in. Now, we came back and won it. But, I mean, if you're specifically but, talking about But those that, are the types of they things... They did run a screen pass in 04, running down the sideline. Jay-Z, you'd remember that yeah. being on offense, watching... Those are the types of things that they do. It's like probably 50-yard yeah. game. Those are the types of things that they're starting to do. And, and that's, where they, that's where you see Cade McNamara improving because he's not being put in positions where he has mm-hmm. to win games by making... Great throws. It's just making sure you get the ball. And that's what Ohio State does. I mean, you get the ball to your playmakers and let them make plays. Michigan does have some playmakers. I just wonder, for this week in particular, obviously that's what we're talking about, what's different for this Michigan team that can make it closer than what just happened, what Ohio State just did to Michigan State? I know that they've got two special edge rushers, and I can recognize that, but I don't see how that's truly going to be a problem for Ohio State Mm -hmm. with the best offensive line in the country. And, the ability to, for C.J. Stroud to make quick throws and get the yep. ball out of his hands to three of the best wide receivers uh, in the country. So that, to me, that seems like they'll neutralize that pretty easily. And the Michigan 
Like, I don't believe that their passing attack is good enough to take advantage of Ohio State in the secondary. And I don't think if the point is you have to take away the run that Michigan will be able to run in tough situations against Ohio State's front. So I'm not saying that it's going to be 49 to nothing in halftime by any stretch of the imagination. But if you're telling but me that, it's, but it's but if you're telling me it's going to be close, like I don't know why. Yeah. I can't see an advantage for them other than the fact that you know it's the first time for guys that are going into the rivalry and playing in the big house and they haven't been like if that's a big deal, the emotional mental part. All right, maybe you could convince me of that, but. Physically put them on, put it on the paper here. I just don't see it. Well, going well, going into last week, it was hey, we haven't seen a running game this good since Oregon, right? Right. <laughs> All right. Well, that went well for us. <laughs> now you know. Now that's Michigan's thing. They can run the ball really well. Well, we just showed that we were able to stop that and put people, put enough people in the box, get enough pressure off of our down four, whatever. Yep. That we can stop that. And I agree with you. They're not good enough in the passing game. They're not consistent enough in the passing game to. Just throw the ball fifty times and try and take advantage of our secondary. So I, I, I think. Well, I don't think it's the secondary they take advantage of. That's what I'm saying. I think it's the line. Well, the linebackers on the tight ends, what, whatnot. But I think they've got Ronnie Hickman. Yeah. yeah, this is a this is a Ronnie Hickman game, a Craig Young game. This is the type of game you're not going to see. Craig. You know, you're gonna they're gonna try to get in positions out there where Michigan sets up and run sets and on the where you have. Tommy Eichenberg out there and then pass out of it. That's where you're going to confuse. That's where. Ohio State's vulnerable, in my opinion. Okay, I like that. That's something that they haven't – no one's really done it against them. And so that'll be a great new test for these linebackers, who I'm giving Buckeye leaves to today. So hopefully I'll yes. be having another hopefully sleeve they, of them next week. Well, that being said, Michigan has to score 40 points to win this game. So that's – you know, they scored 40 yet this year? Did they get it well, last week? Scored, got it last week. They scored yeah. 59. I mean, they've, they've – you know, their offense is – they're like 33 points a game or something like that. They're not – Not bad. It's not, it's not seventh in the Big Ten in, in passing – which is seems might seem like it's more impressive than it is to be throwing for 220 yards a game. That's not going to get it if done. You, we pulled up old school stats. offense. I, sh- I still went back and look. I mean, there were times where I think Cade McNamara was throwing like 12 passes a game. <laughs> I'm telling you, you go yeah. back and look at some of those Washington early in the season because it didn't make any sense. Yeah. And they just You're ran just the ball completely, all over the. They were completely time. opposed to even trying. Like, it would just be quorum. I mean, it'd be third and six. We're just gonna run the ball. I'm like okay, and they get a lot of work. Time. So yeah. I'm like, you know what? Kudos to you guys. Jay-Z, this will be your only opportunity with us to make a prediction. Oh, that's week. right. Gosh. 37-25 was Nicole's. That's Nicole's, yep. But not to be outdone, what was the other one? 32-18 was the other yeah. prediction. She was going back and forth on those. Hmm. Well. She gave a little more credit to both teams for that one. Gosh. In the spirit of Nicole's score, <laughs> I'm probably going to go 43 to 22. 43-22. <laughs> hey, you can't get these kinds I think of that'd be a score. I think that'd be a scoregami. Scoregami. <laughs> I'd have to check the Twitter account, 22. but I think that's a scoregami. <laughs> All right. Well, we've got two of them on the record for the yes. game on Saturday. Uh, last opportunity this week to register for the Roosters Bull Trip giveaway. Roosterswings.com. You can do that this week. You can come in tomorrow and get Appetizer Tuesdays. That's supposed to be mozzarella sticks. Probably will be. Uh, and... Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Yes, out there. Happy, Thanksgiving. happy Thanksgiving to you guys. It's been a really great regular season. Keep We're already at the end of it. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it, it, it's like the that. best. This is the best week of the year. It is. You're coming off a big win. You got stuck Michigan your face week on yeah. Thursday. Michigan <laughs> week, and then like that's the start of the Christmas season. Yeah. Big Ten you got, championship. You got football Thursday, Friday, oh. Saturday, Sunday. You got so, Christmas coming up. It's awesome. It's the Black, best week. Black Friday golf scramble for some of us who, who aren't afraid of the cold. Did you call it the Blackout Friday golf scramble. 
Uh, you can make, insert whatever <laughs> additional word you need in there. there especially will be some if drink. it is 33 degrees, there will definitely be <laughs> a little bit extra. And then we'll head up, pick up Berm in Michigan, uh, one mile across the border. I'm just going to be standing oh, there the thumbing gl- it. <laughs> glare, the glare I'm from be, the sweat I'm gonna, on exactly, his eyes over there. I'm going to be thumbing it. Well, that's the emotions of the, the emotions. Week, of the they week. are starting to it's come true. out already. Heart leaf. He's getting ready for it. Uh, again, happy Thanksgiving. It's been a great regular season of Letterman Live. Thanks to Roosters for having us. That's uh, Nicole Cox over there, Jay-Z, Bobby Carpenter, Jeremy Birmingham. I am Austin Ward. Enjoy your week. Happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy the game. We will see you in the Letterman Lounge next Monday.